Hello, my beloved empowerment seekers and rock stars. The reason why I say that is because people that take the time to really listen to this podcast, they want to make some things happen. They want to shake up their life. The way things are going right now is not good enough for them. They're like, I want to be happier. I want to feel better. I want to do my part to help heal the relationship and to form great connections. So you guys are always rock stars to me because it takes a lot of courage and a lot of want and desire to sit down and to listen to a podcast that potentially sometimes points the finger at you and says, hey, brother and sister, you know, are you acting like this? Let's have a new perception around it. So I really commend you guys and I thank you so much for being here. Today I want to talk to you guys mostly to couples, the couples who have really been working to try to heal the relationship. And as we all know, relationships can be really wonky. They can, they can be confusing as hell. They can be just maddening because we, we can't seem to get our point across. Our partner can't seem to get their point across. Nobody feels heard. People are disconnected. We're pulling apart. The family's struggling. I've been there. I understand this situation completely. However, there's a couple things that I want you to know. That the fact that you're on the healing path means a tremendous amount. It means that you are trying to move forward and you are doing your part to try to heal your relationship. And let me tell you something, everyone. That feels amazing to a partner. To me, there's nothing that feels better than when so you know somebody cares about you and they're like, yeah, I'm trying to get better at this. So with that, sometimes we screw up. Things are going pretty good. We might have formed a better connection. Maybe we're making love more or holding hands more or just spending more time together or there's more smiles and laughs in our house and it just feels really good and then boom, a nasty screw-up happens and we feel like we're free falling into the abyss of despair and shame. Now, I want to talk to you guys about this because it's super common and, quote, normal. This is what happens. We are fallible. We are spirits in a human form with a brain, with a thinker, with fears, with patterns, and with wounds. And with those things comes human error. So it's not the fact that we're going to err because we are going to err. It's the fact of what we do with the error that is going to make the biggest impact on how we move forward. I want you to understand that your partner is with you for a reason. He or she loves you. They chose you. They want to be with you. And many times when we screw up, we make a mistake, we fall back into a pattern, we do something destructive, one of our first thoughts is that we're going to lose that love. Love is one of the most powerful forces, it is probably the most powerful force in the universe. Now that doesn't mean we get to be a repeated offender for the rest of our life and our person is always going to stick around because they have free will and enough might be enough at some point. But what I want you to know, when there's a couple that's really striving forward, you need to trust that love. There's an underlying current connecting you to. You're connected soulfully. You're connected through your heart centers. And if you have children, you're connected through creation. I also want you to know that as human beings, we were born here. We came here with 
the capacity to understand and have compassion. It is human. Unless somebody has some sort of mental disorder that inhibits that mechanism, we all have it. We understand and we have compassion. We also have the ability to forgive. Remember, we are deity individuated. We are little aspects of God that came here to experience life in human form. We are still God-like at our core and we do have the capacity to forgive. And many people are very quick to forgive. So with that foundation that I just laid for you guys, I would like to tell you guys about the three things you can do when you screw up that can stop instead of going way backwards in your relationship like, oh, we gained all this ground and now I feel like I'm 20 steps backwards. How about we just stop and pause right where we're at, apply these three things, and then move forward. Nobody has to go backwards. So instead of thinking that you go backwards every time a problem happens, how about we call it just hitting the pause button? Sometimes when I'm recording these podcast episodes, uh, when I'm screwing up on words or I can't figure out my next sentence or I'm a little confused about what I want to say, I will hit the pause button. I don't scrap the whole thing and say, oh, I screwed completely up and this is unfixable and unredeemable. I just pause for a second, I collect myself, and then I go forward. So apply that same concept to your relationship. If you screw up in the midst of trying to heal things, just pause for a minute and then apply these three principles that I'm about to share with you. The first principle is, to me, this is the most important thing that we could possibly do for our relationship when we screw up. And that is to take radical responsibility as quickly as possible. The minute you know that what you said or did was destructive or dysfunctional, stop and own it. Even if you have to own it, but you're still kind of hot from whatever happened, you say, "Mm, that was my bad, but I need to take a minute right now to take a breather and walk out of the room. Whenever it is possible for you, Now, this is a tough one for people because people want to blame everybody else. Not everybody, but some people do. If you're a blamer, that's going to perpetuate your problem. That is going to send you 10 steps backwards. However, if you stop and you recognize in that moment, you shouldn't have said that, shouldn't have done that, and you just put up the stop sign hands and say, that was mine. Just give me a minute. I'm owning that, but I need to calm down before we have this conversation. Radical responsibility has the capacity to decrease the toxicity, density, tenseness of a situation, honestly, in my opinion, like 80 to 90%. The second our person who loves us and understands us knows that we get it, the majority of the situation has already healed itself. Here's the thing. When people aren't owning their stuff, There's no healing that can happen. So when we each own our thing as it happens, we are moving forward. If we don't own our things, we are stuck and stagnant. So believe me when I tell you, when you take responsibility for your screw up or your mishap or your error, and you say to your partner, this one's mine, my bad. I'm owning what I did right there. However your words are, 
it's important to know that in that moment, your partner is pausing too because they know you get it. The second most important thing to do when you've had an error is to ask for forgiveness. Again, where this comes in the conversation for you is yours. Use your higher self to determine when this is necessary. Again, the quicker the better. Now, sometimes our partner aren't going to aren't going <laughs> to sometimes our partners aren't going to be like, "Oh yeah, I totally forgive you. That's fine." Sometimes they're a little mad. Sometimes they're hurt. Sometimes they're still upset and they still have adrenaline running through their body and or, or they're crying still. Whatever it might be, the fact that we say, "Please forgive me." for my error, for my mistake, that sets the table to move forward. Your person knows, and you can say it again if you need to later, or if they say, yeah, it's okay, I understand. You can even embellish on that and say, I know you understand, and this is not okay. I'm really working on this, and I appreciate your patience while I'm trying to heal the piece of myself that keeps perpetuating this type of thing. Remember that forgiveness releases the toxic tie between you and an individual. When we have radical forgiveness for someone we love or them for us, the density drops away. The energy shifts. Light, God, love enters our space. It enters the room. It illuminates everything. Now, it takes a humble heart to be able to ask for forgiveness There's really no space for ego in relationships at all. When we bring our ego into it, we're screwing things up. We're muddying the waters because the ego wants to win. But the spirit takes responsibility. So it's going to take some humility. It's going to take some quietness to be able to own your thing and then yet ask for forgiveness. And a third very important thing you can do after you have screwed up and you've caused some dysfunction in your relationship after you've taken responsibility and you've asked for forgiveness from your person, is to let yourself off the hook. Forgive yourself. Oh, people want to hold on to that. They want to say, oh, I suck, I suck. I don't deserve to be loved. I don't know why my person's still with me. When we can have a massive paradigm shift where we go from I am faulty and unworthy and unlovable till I am fallible and lovable, that changes the, our, the relationship energy in the most amazing way. Because when we are not forgiving ourselves, we are carrying that denseness and that lack of self-worth in, back into the relationship, which is going to cause us to continue to act in these funky ways that are causing upheaval. Does that make sense to you guys? When we are in contempt of self, When we don't forgive ourselves and we view ourselves as bad, wrong, unworthy, guilty, shameful, we will carry that. It will be the filter through which we start to behave from that point forward. It's super, super important to always work on quantum forgiveness itself. The minute you do something that's crappy and you even, even if you just say it to yourself and God first, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. That was toxic. That was not cool. And you say, I'm going to forgive myself. I'm going to let myself off the hook for this. And I'm going to take ownership for this and ask forgiveness from my person. All three of these principles have the capacity to lift you and your partner out of the depths of despair or 
disappointment or things are never going to change or when is it going to get better or maybe I should just leave this relationship for good, it's going to boom, catapult you out of that so quickly. And guess what happens, you guys? At first, it's kind of weird because you're not really used to this practice. So it's going to kind of feel like, you know, like you're learning to ride a skateboard. It's going to feel awkward at first. But once your family gets into the rhythm of this, it feels so good. I know with one of my children, the second something that is said that is uncool, that child immediately goes, my bad. And we have that relationship together. And when we can own that with each other, we never have any toxicity between us. Because at that point, you have let go of control, you have let go of fear, you have trusted the love, and you have trusted your partner, and you're saying, that is my bad. And when we can own our stuff like that, the air clears almost immediately. Now on the flip side of this, I want to just say super briefly that if you're the one on the receiving end of someone screwing up and they say my bad, let's not jump on them and go, oh, of course it's your bad. You not, We don't need to embellish. They get it. That's only you wanting to be right and that is destructive. If they say my bad and you're not yet ready to have a healthy, calm conversation, you shake your head yes at them, you go, okay. Whatever you need to do, but we don't hammer them with it because we will not perpetuate an environment where our person wants to own their behaviors if we're going to keep throwing it at them. The second thing I want to tell you, if you're the person that's on the receiving end of the screw up, is to understand that forgiveness is not condoning the behavior, but it's saying, let's start over. Your person already owned it. They know what they did wrong, so you don't need to hold it over their head and hold them hostage on it. Forgiveness is saying, let's move forward. I want to release the toxicity between us. What The offense is already still there. The offense happened. Your person knows it. You know know it. Let's move forward. And sometimes it's helpful for us if our partner owns and takes responsibility, asks for forgiveness, but then can't apply the third principle of letting themselves off the hook or forgiving themselves. Step forward with love, my friends. Step forward. Help your person forgive themselves. Because again, if they're holding themselves in contempt and they think there's something wrong or bad with them, that is going to elicit a certain type of behavior in the future because they are going to be acting from a place of not good enough. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you got a lot from this episode. You know, we all argue. We all fight. We all have problems in our relationships. It doesn't mean there's anything exclusively wrong with you or your partner. It just means that you are spirits having a human experience and you are in a classroom and you are learning and growing just like every single person on this planet. And if you would be so kind, I would appreciate it if you jumped over to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating and write up a little review. I would love to read yours on an upcoming episode. Until next time, everyone. Go love yourself.